This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Let's catch up, Taylor. Let, let's do it. Let's jump in. Uh, you know, look, on Twitter, we already caught up a little bit. Uh, you know, clearly we were both watching what turned out to be the game of the day. Cardinals, Bills, Bills Mafia, very excited. Our, our friend Catherine, I'm sure, very disappointed. You but, sure? <laughs> oh, I mean, man. I mean, Taylor, what a game. Bills and Cardinals. Wow. I mean, well, what a game the Seahawks Cardinals is going to be coming up on Thursday night. Can't let's wait just to, hope yeah. it let's hope uh, it's not raining like the uh patriots ravens was jeez yuck. louise yeah yuck in the rain taylor you know you spotted something in that cardinals builds game early on tremendous play calling all over the game josh allen not only throwing touchdown passes but the catching up touchdown passes i clearly spoke too soon though because what we caught up about earlier sam was that i said this is going to be the play of the week right here what a great what a great play call and then of course i can eat my words because then you see uh kyler murray just throw that game winning final second touchdown hail mary pass to deandre hopkins and he caught it how does it happen let's let let's take it back one step further i mean what did you think of the emotion i mean the bills they won the game with 30 seconds to go Allen makes the play to Diggs in the end zone. Patrick Peterson is dejected, but beside himself. Can't believe that Diggs has made the game-winning play to come back, Bills to win that game, and it's going to happen. That's it. They're going to walk out of there with a win, 30 seconds to go. You know, I mean, it's not like the Cardinals need a, a field goal at that point. They need a touchdown. It's their only shot. I thought it, it, it looked done. It, it, it looked, looked done. It, it was over. It was I mean, over. The fascinating part to me is that he threw it right into DeAndre Hopkins' hands. But yet after the play, you see, and Kyler even spoke about this, or I think Cliff Kingsbury spoke about it today. You see him looking at the jumbotron to see whether or not his receiver caught it. He said because he's he's you know he's shorter, he's five nine. Well, that's a very generous, generous <laughs> um height that they give him there. Uh, but he's five nine and he couldn't see over obviously the defenders. And so he doesn't even know exactly now if, if he's looking at it to see if his receiver caught it, 
does that even mean that he just threw it up there, not even being able to see down the end of the field to see where DeAndre was, but yet still placed it right in his hands? It was so right. There's two observations from that play for me. And the first is when Diggs is being shown on the sideline is that sort of glory shot with, you know, with 30 seconds to go and it's on Diggs yeah. and he's got the game catch. And I just, I, I thought to myself and I looked at my brother and I said, uh, imagine if Diggs had to live through a miracle here. You know, Diggs of course is the Minnesota miracle with the, the saints and the Vikings in the playoffs. And that was the play that would define Diggs for the rest of his life. And then there he is now making another game winning play theoretically but I'm thinking, well, the only way that the Cardinals could win this game is with a miracle play now. Imagine if Diggs has to watch one happen now instead of make one. And little did I know, two plays later, it would be happening. So that was one thing. I just thought it was ironic for Diggs to have to watch one of these. Number two, Hopkins is getting a lot of love on this. The replays, rightfully so, have to show the play in the end zone, which is from Hopkins' perspective, catching right. the at the high point, being taller and more athletic than the defenders in that moment. However, you just said it. The play that Kyler makes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Being flushed from the pocket towards the sideline, eluding one defender. Now he has to throw across his body as he's about to head out of bounds. And it looks so easy. He makes it look so easy. Again, flick. Flick of the wrist. Incredible. But he has to throw the ball, Taylor, to the point where it doesn't go out of bounds by the sideline. It doesn't go out of the back of the end zone. It's not too short to not make it into the end zone. It's got to be right in that place where he's allowing Hopkins enough room to catch the ball, to land in bounds, mm-hmm. into the end zone. And all of it happens. And it's almost like it's a play they've practiced a hundred times over, and that's why he knew exactly what to do, where to go. Which Murray said today, it is a play they practice. How to put it right in his hands. And they practice it a lot. And, of course, he's practicing it to Hawkins. But to your point, he's looking at the jumbo on him. That's not something you just see happen. You're, you're basically on your back, out of bounds, falling away from the play. And you just are waiting for whatever of the crowd is there to make some noise for you. And that was it. That will be <clears> – <throat> I think we can now tweet, that will be the play of the season. That, that's certainly the bar now, right? That is Kyler to Hopkins is the play of yeah. the season. And that's it. Good luck to anybody else, everybody else. But that's what you're shooting for. And if you can get there, good luck. Mark my words, but in three weeks, we'll be saying this about another play. I, don't, I, I just don't think so. I, I think based on the circumstance, based on the unlikelihood, based on the fact that it's two such exciting players also in the play itself, the fact that he's yeah. scrambling out that I, I I'm sorry. The fact that the fact that the bills theoretically had won the game just earlier on an incredible play. I think that is it. That is you it. What, Sam, like, I think that we're going to get a better play Seahawks Cardinals Thursday night. Well then quickly here, quickly, just, yeah, just, just to look at it right now. I mean, they already played once. It went to overtime mm-hmm. and, Cardinals were down 10, came back. All right. So, so yay or nay, Cardinals sweep the Seahawks this season, Taylor. I'm going to say nay. Okay. Interesting. Even though I do think that, I think that the Cardinals are the better team right now. I think they've got a lot of momentum behind them. And I think that the Seahawks have now, I think they've lost two in a row, correct? 
The Seahawks, that, that was a struggle. The Seahawks lost the Bills right. and they lost the Rams. And it's not looking, it's, it's not, not looking, looking like it was in the beginning of the season. No. I think that what we were just talking about is I think they're both phenomenal teams. And I think that all three teams in the NFC West, besides the 49ers, because Jimmy's hurt. Um, <laughs> I think that of course. Yes, of the course. Seahawks, yep. Rams, and Cardinals will all be in the playoffs, as do you. So yeah. I, I think it's a huge game. And I think that those two teams are neck and neck and it can go, it can bounce either way, but it will be another exciting game. Just like their first one was. Well, the first one was incredible. I mean, the, the Cardinals were losing at one point 20 to seven in their first yeah. game and then lose by 10 with two and a half to go. And somehow they win that game in overtime. But the fact that all these teams have six wins that the Rams I think I became convinced by Kyler Murray's everything that Kyler Murray has been hyped up to be. I think I was convinced of his skill and of who he is in that game. Absolutely. I mean, at that point, the Seahawks as an opponent, I mean, the Seahawks were undefeated in, in that game. You had the DK Metcalf play in that game. Every, You know, it, it was seemingly such the Seahawks game, and the Cardinals find a way to pull it out in that game. So thoroughly impressed with everything we've seen from the Cardinals, not only from that moment, but certainly, certainly in what we saw at the end of that Bills game, quite an opponent in the Bills who have found multiple ways to win this season – and so right there. So yeah, or nay, you think they're not going to sweep the Seahawks, uh, you know, just to be fun. Why not? I, I, I will say, yeah, I'll say that'll, you know, the Cardinals are going to sweep the Seahawks and that'll, you know, that'll sort of define their, their season is that they are, yeah. are truly slaying the dragon. And this of course makes Cliff Kingsbury. It's hard, it's hard to sweep a, a sweep an opponent like the Seahawks. Like the Seahawks, it's going to be, and, and, and again, the games in Seattle for whatever that's worth. It's a Thursday night, short week, the drama and emotion that the Cardinals obviously are writing, the Seahawks trying to get off the schneid of the, of the two losses that they've got in a row here. So there's a, there's a lot of factors there. Uh, I'm sure you've got the smarter pick on this one. So just two quick things that I, that I really have to get your thought on uh, because it's just it, it was so fascinating to watch this. But Nick Chubb against the Texans on Sunday, seemingly running wide open for a game ceiling touchdown in a 10-7 ball game and pulls up and just smartly, but I know. jumps out of bounds to be the Smartly end of the- if you weren't a gambler, and I'm not a gambler, but I, I felt for the people that do gamble on games, that's why you should never gamble because a selfless player like Nick Chubb will do the right thing. And I'm not saying Todd Gurley is not a selfish player. They both went to Georgia. I went to Georgia, go dogs, love them both. But it was kind of something where Todd just kind of forgot that he was supposed to stay out of the end zone earlier this season. And Chubb had a lot longer to think about it, right? I mean, Gurley was right. Gurley's thinking about it over the course of 40 yards here, running, 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 thinking, all right, uh, I'm going to put the blinker on and just go to bounce here right before the goal line. Uh, it's cool. When you see plays like that. You just realize that a, team, a player is super selfless. He's not doing it for himself. He's not true. doing it for, you know, his own statistics, boosting. He's doing it for the team. It's, it's for the win. It, it, it's, it's the statement for the win. Truly Chubb there. It's for the win. Texas won't get the ball again, and that's the only way to guarantee it. And that's it. Speaking not of about the Browns, they're right back in the AFC. Not that they were ever really out, but they're really right in the thick of the things in the AFC in it, North. It, with the Steelers, it. obviously, are going to run away with the division. And then the Ravens and the Browns are tied. 
Well, look, you said the R word. The, the Ravens have the the tiebreaker because they beat them head to head right now. Obviously, yes. it's the one time they have played, but they've got the same well, record. The Browns needed the win. It was ugly, obviously, but got the win. That's it all. Certainly the wasn't as ugly as the Ravens lost. So before we get to the slippery, weird, rainy Ravens <sighs> Patriots, game, let's just say one thing. We're just gonna we're we're gonna put a happy stamp on this real quick for everybody before we get sad, but. Please, everybody, head to Indeed.com right now slash Blue Wire because you're listening to Let's Catch Up on Blue Wire Podcast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners, so let's catch up, a free $75 credit to boost your job post. That means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit and Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. This is their best offer available anywhere Go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offers valid through December 31st. This is how Indeed matches you with candidates instantly. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. All right. Ravens, Patriots. A very, a very, a very happy game last season. There was quite a statement game, Ravens and Patriots Not last season. Not so happy game this season. Uh, no, just- I think that it, it highlighted the fact, it highlighted two major things for me. Okay. One, everything that people are saying about the Ravens not clicking, not being in sync on offense, even on defense, is 100% true. And it was magnified and highlighted in this game. The second thing that it pointed out to me is that just when you think that the Patriots are out of the playoff picture, this is the season where they're not going to be good. Bill's taking a year off, kicking his feet up, just hanging out with his dog, Nike. No, nope. no, nope. think again. Bill is 10 steps ahead of everyone. All he knows is that he's got maybe a little bit less talent than he once thought. But what he does is he's going to cater his offense to what he does have. And you then realize that Harris is not just a nobody running back. Harris is actually insanely talented. He's he's utilizing Pam in a different way. So he's not going to sit there and try and throw the ball. Well, they said that it was like throwing a medicine ball during that game. So he's not going to be having him throw the ball down the field to spread it out in this game at all, but just, it seemed like in general that that was the way that he designed his play calling around. And you really can't, you can't ever discount. You just can't, you can't, you can't count discount out. the Patriots when you've got One the, check the head coach and the ultimate master of creating incredible play calling and scheming and scheming. He's, he's really? the greatest, the greatest of all time. Right. And and it was on display because what was also interesting there is that the Patriots were out rushing the team that set records for running the ball last season. Right. The fact that going into that game, it was the Patriots running game and not the Ravens that becomes the story of the game in a game that's going to be in the rain, sloppy. And I will, I'm going to give Skura a little bit of a hall pass here. Yes, he could not snap the ball properly. That was painfully evident Uh, in the game before this. You saw that he had a big cut on his hand and whether or not he should have been playing. Obviously, I mean, you can uh, make your decision yourself, but it looked like there was just nobody else they could really have fill in for him right there. And that was just, it was bad. And then another thing that really highlighted to me was everybody's hating on Lamar kind of and, you know, could, could Lamar have done more? What, what else could he have done? I agree. Sure. He could have done, he could have played better in certain situations, but more than that, take Lamar out of it. Where is the number two 
guy. You didn't hear one other player. Lamar can't do it all himself. Who else is going to step up on this offense and make those big plays? It can't just be Lamar every time. He can't it's not be the one. He's not, he's not a team. He's one player. He needs somebody else on offense to step up. Where is Hollywood Brown been? Keep in mind, I get that they're not throwing the ball deep down the field during this game, but Nick Boyle goes out. That's a huge loss. We know that one of Lamar's crutches is that he does rely insanely heavily on those tight ends. And with Nick Boyle out, then Mark Andrews made a few plays, but we need somebody else to step up. But it's not a crutch. It's not a crutch. It's not even. I don't even think that's fair to say it's a crutch. Lamar uses the tight ends because it's just just run that way, and he runs it incredibly well that way. But it's true. Andrews has not had a specialist. Well, at some point you've got, and I'm not saying in this game, but at some point you've got to be able to stretch the field. Yes, if you are only using half of the, you know, you've got to have defenders where it's going to open up holes for tight ends. Lamar wasn't going to have a better season than last season. That was going to be difficult. Obviously, if you're if you're setting records, if you're having a historic season, the fact that you're going to come back and have a better one, it's not going to happen. It's okay. Lamar is still the quarterback that's going to bring this team clearly into their very bright mm-hmm. future. Everything is fine. The it season, fine. everything's fine. We're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna just we're gonna calm down. We're going to catch up again soon. It's going to be, there's going to be better, brighter days. It's okay. It's in the rain. We're supposed to be a little sad. Sam, did you say cold. you were sending margaritas? <laughs> I, I like well. spicy and skinny. Uh, okay. That's done. That, I, I think you're right. Spicy and skinny Some sounds like would be great. That's really what we need. I, I was actually thinking about you on Sunday. We ate ridiculous chocolate chip cookies. There are there are two places you need chocolate cookies from. By the way, there's a place called Zooey's in Los Angeles that that frankly, if you for me before, yeah, they're I, so I, good. I, I remember, my, my brother actually got them to the East Coast for me, so I had those recently. Aww. And there is Levane Cookies, Levane Bakery. Oh my gosh, in they're New amazing. What is going on there? Those are ridiculous cookies. That yeah, so. I, I had a whole chocolate chip adventure without you, which is not even fair. I shouldn't even do that. I shouldn't even admit that. That's like, that's should, especially, especially when I'm emotionally. And of course we don't even discuss the disaster. But we will catch up on Thursday because we have yeah. to talk after the 40, I mean, after the Cardinals Seahawks. Too good a game. Too good a game. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. What a game. Cannot wait. We will catch up. I, and, and maybe the, yeah, you know what? I will have chocolate cake. And I will have cookies available this time for both of us. Mm-hmm.